And that was the new single from my um, techno band called the Techno Geeks coming to CD and cassette real soon. I really hoped you were going to say 8-track. <laughs> <laughs> coming to 8-track, uh, but there's only 4-tracks, so enjoy And I'm Kaylee Iverson, and you're listening to Nevertheless She Podcasted. <laughs> Stop making up new theme music for us. I'm just adding to it. I like our theme music. I do too. But sometimes I kind of feel like we need some elevator music on the side. Or some show tunes. Or some like 90s like sitcom theme music. So, what are we here to talk about today, Nicole? <laughs> we are not here to talk about music or hair or weird filters on Zoom, but today we are talking about a couple things. This week, we all got to witness, nope, it's not this week anymore. For you guys, it's next week, last week. What? For reference, today is January 22nd. Yes. Meaning a couple days ago was the inauguration. <laughs> Insert applause and Kaylee's dancing move. Yeah, I definitely danced through that. Yeah, it was kind of a like, wait, <laughs> I can't describe it. <laughs> okay. It so was a bad dance. That's no, it did. was all good. All shoulders. Um, so a few days ago was the inauguration and a couple weeks ago was the attack on the Capitol. And we actually recorded like the next day, right? Mm -hmm. And it came out as utter nonsense. We didn't talk about it because we weren't ready to emotionally process it. And actually we didn't even come up with content that was worth releasing yeah yeah basically um Granted, if you're, you're a patron i was gonna yeah. say if you're a patron you're gonna see some of that as bonus content someday soon someday yeah um but i i feel like it's important especially since the inauguration just happened um that we talk about it even though i'm still in a weird place about all of it totally. and so just to let you all know, this may be just a processing circle, a processing moment um, for Kaylee and I. We haven't actually even discussed it. I have no idea how you feel about anything ever. Sorry, no, no I just neither do. I. <laughs> um, yeah, and just for reference, we are doing this through Zoom, and we are not face to mirror to face. Um. <laughs> 
we we talk not more mirror i mean window face to window to face <laughs> we do talk more about not being face to window to face next week so yes um like we're recording out of order because that's what you can do in this technological world so nicole yes walk me through some of your thoughts about uh, okay capital. let's let's walk through the day so it was january 6 2021 i was making a meal in the kitchen and then forrest was watching tv and he said are you seeing this i don't know if he said that but he did point me to the tv and i was like what no what and i was very confused and really annoyed and my immediate thoughts were the fact that the crowd was mainly white Mm -hmm. predominantly white crowd they were like walking into the capitol building by the time i was watching it they were already in and i was watching people just taking selfies walking back and forth all of that and i was really brought back to all of the black lives matter protests and the complete difference in how each group was treated and so I was angry. I'm still angry about this. I'm still so surprised that larger actions haven't happened. <laughs> larger actions by our government hasn't happened since that, like, um, I guess justice hasn't happened, in my opinion. And I really, I kind of hate how in our country, Things like that will happen and then we'll all just kind of move on and but no it's a big deal so yeah i'm still i feel weird i feel angry um i'm confused all of that yeah yeah i my brain doesn't even know what to do with most of it i was I was home alone the day that it happened and so I'm just like sitting in our living room by myself like scrolling the news scrolling the news <laughs> and just <laughs> it's a term that wouldn't make any sense like, like almost 10 years ago 10 years ago <laughs> scrolling the news what's that mean and I just was like continually struck with the thought of like how, how did it get this far how did people get that far like how exactly what? yeah like, and I remember, I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding the vocabulary to talk about this. That's okay. Because the stuff that I want to, like, compare it to in moments where, like, I've had, like, a weird shocking realization while viewing, like, the news, I'm not, I'm not comparing this to 9-11 and I'm not comparing it to 9-11 because the short like the difference in deaths is obviously different the difference in motivation is obviously different like there's a number of reasons I'm not comparing it to that but the weird like what feeling that I felt was very similar because I, I distinctly mm -hmm. remember 9-11 I was mm -hmm. five but I remember it mm -hmm. um and just like the shock and confusion that came with that for me was really similar and and the situations again totally different and I'm not trying to align them um I don't think they're worthy of that kind of alignment necessarily um I, I will speak more into that in a minute <clears throat> but 
the shock that I felt and like almost like a loss of innocence moment watching the news where I was like mm-hmm. oh shoot it can get worse oh shoot this can happen apparently mm-hmm. and I spent most of the day in that space yeah yeah I I think something I since you brought up 9-11 something I do want to compare no and and that's why I said I talk more on it later because I agree with where you're going with this go ahead sorry (laughs) (laughs) is it's exact no it's okay sorry (laughs) um but yes so something that you may have seen I think a lot of people on social media and stuff have made this comparison recently um I think Forrest is the first person I heard make the comparison um before I started seeing memes and stuff but is the fact that um one of the planes was going to hit the Capitol building and everyone during, during 9-11 yes during 9-11 sorry um flight 93 is what you were flight 93 to. yes thank you um and they all all of the passengers sacrificed their lives to stop that from happening and how crazy it is to see Americans attacking our own Capitol building yeah I the the moments where I do want to align these two instances is how yes. like because like flight ninety three and the passengers of flight ninety three are I mean there are memorials to them like monumental mm-hmm. memorials to them and Absolutely. I they are I I believe rightfully so regarded as American heroes and I mm-hmm. can't get over how incredibly disrespectful to them this feels yes yes and that's almost like what made me more angry is like i i don't even know i just uh, yeah i just i have a lot of frustrated feelings yeah i feel like we let y'all down like the our country like oh shoot we got to this point that people who have truly like sacrificed themselves to keep our democracy and all of that like we let y'all down (laughs) it's like how i just kept feeling Mm -hmm. um one of the worst videos i've seen um maybe i don't need to phrase it like that um one of the hardest videos for me Mm -hmm. was the one where there's a black man um uh, one the capital what do we call him guards or i i I think security works okay um he was stopping the crowd of people going up the stairs so that the um congress folks could get away and he's just by himself with like a baton is the only thing he has and he's stopping like this giant crowd of like white people coming up the stairs and for me it was like this big symbol of like a black man protecting this space that represents our country um from people who call themselves patriots and these true americans and he sacrificed his own life in that moment because they could have just trampled him at any point in time they could have gone it could it could have gone so much worse yes that I, feels very ridiculous to have to say but it, yes yeah like 
for a country that historically has harmed black people in so many ways and yet we continue to sacrifice our bodies and selves to keep it together and the structure of it together and that's just so crazy to me when we watched the video of that days after um taylor asked a question that i think just like rings in my head and he just was like where was everyone else yeah (laughs) Like, like where was everyone else yeah And that's another thing that just confuses me so much. Like, again, how did it get to this point? And I mean, we can ask that of that situation, Mm -hmm. but we can also ask that of our country. Like, how did it get to this point? Because we need to recognize that and learn from it. Otherwise, we're just going to keep repeating it. Mm. Yeah. One of the reasons I felt like it was so important for us to talk about this, um, this moment, is that a lot of these people claim Jesus. A lot of these people think that they are true Americans because they believe they're true Christians. All of this stuff, like Christianity and this type of Americanism is like holding hands right now. And I just want to say we're not about that. Yeah, I, (laughs) as someone who was raised with healthy patriotism, not nationalism, but healthy patriotism, Mm. and a, a fairly, a fairly healthy Christian mindset, I have never been more embarrassed to fall into those two categories than I have in the past month. Yeah. Because holy goodness (laughs) holy goodness (laughs) holy goodness where are either of those things um (laughs) but yeah i as as a woman of faith i outright renounce this oh i'm so angry about it that it's hard to talk about i (sighs) we're not about that to re-say no. what you said and then that's the plainest thing I can say and also like <sighs> and I think it's so important that churches all across the country and faith leaders all across the country make that abundantly clear that that is not the type of religion that we follow mm-hmm. and that is not we do not see Jesus in that and mm-hmm. that is not the type of, like you said, patrian, pre, patrianism. Patriotism. Patriotism. <laughs> there we go. I was like, oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> patriotism that we follow. <laughs> like, I don't think there's anything wrong with loving your country. I don't think there's anything wrong with challenging mm-hmm. your government and um asking questions of your government and accountability and protesting or any of that but what we saw january 6th was none of that no um and i will say i'm something really awesome that i have seen come out of this um has been uh we've talked before that uh i am currently attending and participating in the free methodist denomination and the sunday after this went down 
our pastor read a letter from like big church leadership not like local church leadership but like big free methodist leadership where they did some gentle dancing around like political topics but they did outright say like we don't we don't support that that's not that's not how we do the jesus thing <laughs> and like i was so thankful to finally hear that just like said instead of like the way that i feel like a lot of the a lot of the things that have come up in this past year where it's been like we remember that jesus stood for love we remember that this treat each other kindly be patient and it's just like vague and weird yeah and this and this letter did outright say like that was not okay yeah <laughs> and i was like it's about time mm-hmm. so and it's not enough but it is the first step step towards something that i have seen from denominational leadership of most denominations in a minute <laughs> yeah so, absolutely (laughs) we're just like sitting with this like friends unfortunately this is a podcast so that like you can't see us but if you were on this zoom call right now (laughs) which is yeah i don't remember i've I've made eye contact like twice because i'm right staring at the ceiling (laughs) i'm like talking out towards my window and not to kaylee because literally i'm talking to this tree outside (laughs) (laughs) Tree's like, leave me out of this. It's like I've been here a lot longer than you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I th- I think that. I mean, a lot of. Hmm, I'm trying to think what I want to call this type of confused Christianity, and maybe that's a word. <laughs> I think that's actually perfect. (laughs) A lot of this confused Christianity, I think, misuses um, scripture in such dangerous ways. And I think about for the, like, Black Lives Matter protests. Let's, Let's take it back a little. During those protests, there was a lot of people who were sharing scripture about peace and sharing um, different things, quotes from Martin Luther King Jr. um, about like peaceful protesting and all of this stuff. And during um, numerous Black Lives Matter protests, there was some damage to different buildings, um, damage to I think about like our justice center here in Portland and um, some stores and things like that, that happened during these protests. And um, I, I for sure don't condone violence um, of any kind, whether that is to humans or property, even though I think there's a huge difference in those two. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the 90, what, like 98% of those protests were extremely peaceful. Mm-hmm. And 
during any type of protest, there's always going to be some opportunists that, you know, they want to break things. They want to do that. They're going to do it anyway. But for, for this, for what happened on January 6th, this riot, Mm-hmm. It was completely different in in my opinion, and I think many people's opinion, um, because they went to the Capitol building with the decision to incite violence. Mm-hmm. They they went there claiming claiming Jesus, claiming um, Americanism, and. Mm-hmm they killed people they hearing that this crowd beat the cop that died with a fire extinguisher and that's how he died it's just the the opposite of jesus like that's the opposite of of all of these leaders that share peaceful protesting and things that is a straight decision to cause serious harm and destruction and violence and i think that it's crazy the difference in the treatment of these these two things the treatment of black lives matter protests versus white supremacist riots like the treatment of this is crazy different Mm -hmm. um the way that bml wait b blm what did I say? BML, BLM um, protesters were um, tear gassed and beaten yeah. and like all of that in the name of them seeking peace. Um, yeah. These people were seeking violence and most of them turned up just fine afterwards. It's crazy. Yep. I... I have something that's been on my mind a lot and it's related and not related. Um, I'm thinking about how many human beings exist in my general sphere who like are either really struggling with Christianity that they were raised in or Mm -hmm. like they're really attracted to this idea of Jesus, but like really, really turned off by this idea of Christians (laughs) and how horrible this year has been. for like this last year has been well no the beginning of this one too yep Um, (laughs) has been for that journey for these people in my life and like there's nothing that I can say that makes any of it better like I yeah I'm and I think that that's what gets me really frustrated because a lot of these groups value the idea of like witnessing your faith in evangelism and I don't you're just you you aren't acting like a particularly attractive version of of Christianity right now like there's nothing there's nothing about this that is appealing (laughs) there's nothing about the and uh, I should have organized this thought better than I did when I started what no you're fine this is how we do okay (laughs) but I'm I'm thinking about like if I didn't have 24 years of like strongly rooted and well rationalized religion like 
I can't imagine what it would be like. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in a place where I'm like, I don't know whether or not I subscribe to this Christianity thing and then see the stuff that's been done in 2020 and 2021 and be like that I want to be a part of that like I can't imagine yeah mm-hmm. and that just sickens me because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like and and I'm not turning I'm not turning this into like an ad for Jesus <laughs> an but ad like- for Jesus you're naming you have so many great book titles <laughs> like the more you speak I just hear man but, she could and- she could write on this but I, I think about the kind of Christianity that like that like you and I live and you and I subscribe to and you and I practice and like yeah. what like this idea as Jesus as like the patron and savior of the oppressed and like mm-hmm. and and that's a Jesus that I believe firmly in and that's mm-hmm. a message that I believe firmly in and that is not something that I've seen reflected by like quote-unquote popular christianity in the past year and it sickens me yeah yeah, no i'm and so if you are one of those people who is in that place of questioning or just general journey i'm sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i don't claim this and i don't and ew, ew is ew is my final thought. I'm throwing my pen down. Ew yes. is my final thought on that. Why are you holding a pen? Because I'm making notes. Throw it down. <laughs> when are you making notes? Because I know that we were talking about some other stuff later and there's stuff that I specifically wanted to remember to oh, say. Okay. Well, and I knew that I'd be really sad and upset by this conversation and I didn't want to forget the good things. Okay. Good. I'm like clenching my tiny desk and i'm getting closer and closer to the mic and the computer i don't know what's going on with me um uh, something i i feel like i want to ask yeah and i don't know if you or i really have the answer mm-hmm. is, maybe you out there do yeah you can chime in if you have the answer call us at five 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 nope. <laughs> okay <laughs> Got so scared that you were gonna make a really bad decision. Five zero three. <laughs> um, if you don't know, that is the area code for Portland. One of two, or nine seven one. So, anyway, you want to find us? You can. I don't have what? that area code. Actually, I don't either. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay, that's not important. Sorry, Anywho. the question you were gonna ask. Right. I was going to ask a question. So here's my question is where is the church in this moment and, or where should the church be in this moment? Because of these folks, these yahoos, these, these... <laughs> yeah, you I just... went there. <laughs> yep. um, these white supremacist confused Christians, um, are marching around being the loudest voice on what it looks like to, you know, follow this religion. If that's, those are the people that everyone's seeing, like, where are we? The not that, um, the, the God fearing, Jesus loving people, loving church where the heck are we at slash should be at mm. slash slash okay i don't have another slash i just felt like i kept saying that 
and maybe I'll keep talking for a second. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> uh, something that I've been working on, well, myself and Forrest have been working on with our church is what, like, we have, like, three different tracks we're kind of trying to do, trying to focus on right now. One is updating our building to become a community center for, or a community space for people um, that, you know, don't have a space and a place that's a home away from home, you know. And two is um, building relationships with the neighborhood and community. And three is soul care, which I described to our church leadership as one, the ways that we are caring for um, spiritually caring for ourselves, the ways that we are connecting with the divine, but also the ways that we are, um, what's the word, uh, repenting mm-hmm. of the harm that Christianity has done to so many people groups and the harm that we uh, as a church have done um, and haven't recognized so part of our soul care is recognizing that repenting from it and changing that i guess or um well part of repenting in my opinion is is not just asking for forgiveness not just saying what you've done but i think it's also working towards the um reconciliation or the conciliation of um of those who have been harmed so not that we've done that yet i think we're in the very beginning stages of it but i'm wondering if that's somewhere Mm -hmm. that we need to be seen Mm -hmm. yeah no no definitely i'm I am with you in that thought. I am I am also thinking on that thought. Um, something, a conversation I had this last summer with someone um, in a work setting, ironically enough, we were talking about the fact that I have a ministry degree and then it came out later that I was Navajo and she was like, can I ask you a question without you being offended? And I was like, we'll find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she was like, I I'm just curious what it's like to identify and belong to a marginalized population. And I'm going to, I'm going to do my justification right now that I present as very light skinned. And so my experience is incredibly different than like my literal blood related relatives who just look different than I do. Mm -hmm. And I feel the need to say that now before someone else does. Um, but she asks, like, to to identify and belong to a population group that's been heavily marginalized and then subscribe to the religion of your oppressor. Ooh. Yeah. And um, uh, I am I am Navajo, and Christianity has done a lot of terrible, terrible, terrible things. Yes. Navajo people. To indigenous people. To any person of any color. <laughs> to any person of any population um but specifically in like my own tribal history there is some some dark 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 connotations with christianity and i just i think about that question a lot because it doesn't it doesn't change my commitment to 
Christ and what I believe Jesus stands for. And it doesn't change my commitment to the life work that I dedicate myself to. It does change the way I think about it a little bit. Hmm. It does change um, what motivates me forward and who I want to honor in this process besides God, but the people that I want to honor in this process mm-hmm. um, and the people that I feel I have a huge responsibility to now. Because <laughs> it would be it would be very easy to sit and acknowledge all the bad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's not nearly as much good to acknowledge. And I, I do spend a lot of my energy being like, cool, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. What what are what are what are things that I need to do? And that doesn't answer any of your questions. It just reaffirms that I'm here nope. as well. <laughs> I, I I like it. Well, no, I don't like that. Well, I like right. you thinking along right. these terms is what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. No, okay. Um, <laughs> I I wonder, question for you specifically, mm-hmm. Kaylee, not whoever else is in this room, just us. <laughs> um, anyway, um, through your family history, where did Christianity enter I guess from your Navajo side is like, is it? Well, I think friends. I know the answer, but uh, yeah. So my grandmother was uh, taken off the reservation to a residential school um, that I am. Can you explain talk more what about that, that? Is. Yeah. So <laughs> um, there is a long period in Native history where um, educators and oftentimes religious educators would come onto reservations and tell parents like we want to give your child opportunity because look at this desolate and sad life you have on a reservation which to be fair it's it's not easy to live on a reservation and they're like we're going to take your children we're going to educate them we're going to teach them english we're going to give them opportunities and parents would release these children to this program sometimes they were kidnapped Yay. Um, and so, but in, in my family's personal experience, there was, there was consent in my grandmother going to Utah from Arizona. She did not speak a word of English and she was beaten for speaking Navajo. And that's where I believe the introduction to Jesus came into her life. (laughs) Um, and my grandmother passed away when I was very, uh, when I was seven years old. And so I was, I was not old enough to have those very big conversations with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish she was still with us for a number of reasons. But one of the reasons is I want to know more about that time because it's not something she talked about a lot. Because, um, <laughs> uh, you know, trauma, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she, she had an existing, an existing journey of faith that she did not talk about a lot, um, but did did talk about a little um when I was when I was a kid and so yeah I don't know I just I haven't thought about that being the introduction on the Navajo side for a long time so thank you for bringing that up because I forget I forget because a lot of people it comes through missionaries Mm -hmm. um and and in even my clan for some that's when I came but I know for her, that's when I, that's when she was introduced to that. Um, yeah. And so thinking about the difference between that and, oh, geez. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, no, no. I just took you on a whole road that <laughs> yeah. you weren't prepared to go on. No, it's um, okay. 
and I might continue the. That's fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm better at answering questions than I am about going on my own route on this story. So if you've got yeah, that's fine. yeah. Um, for your father, mm-hmm. um, he he chose to, I guess, continue. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Christianity and share it with his children and yeah. you know um yeah <laughs> I guess why should we bring your father on here like <laughs> like dad tell about tell tell us about your walk with the lord um I guess I'm so interested in so I have my own traumas um right. regarding Christianity and the church but they are so different mm-hmm. um while I was raised in church, it yeah. wasn't something forced upon me in in the way that your her um, grandmother experienced mm-hmm. it, and it has now been passed down through generations. Yeah, faith, um, Christian faith, and so yeah, I guess I'm curious about how that. Um, yeah that has gone through generations yeah why Um, are you guys doing this (laughs) like why are you so why are you still interested yeah that's a great question um i will say (sighs) you know i'm I'm gonna spend some time chatting with my parents this weekend about these things now because i'm curious um i will say that uh my because of work schedules and the fact that um just the way stuff worked out in my childhood my mom and I went to church together not because like my dad was not a Christian that was that was not the reasoning um and my dad is a Christian to clarify (laughs) um but my mom has been a more active person in my faith journey and I know a lot more about her faith Mm. um so I'm I'm speaking partially from speculation here but my dad grew up off of the reservation um and also he gets mistaken as hispanic a lot more than anything else or ray romano um <laughs> i don't think t- he looks like ray romano so many people do though it's that's so, so weird and people yeah that's that's the two that he gets a lot um <laughs> i know what i'm posting on our instagram <laughs> a side by side of my dad and ray romano um no and so my dad also experiences um some light skin privilege and also grew up in he was born in california and he hates when i tell people that um, oh. he was born on a navy base in california <laughs> and then promptly moved promptly moved to washington as a very small child and he grew up in suburbs like he he grew up a regular Oof, nope taking that back he grew up and a more classic american way there are air quotes you can't see that if you're listening um <laughs> he grew up in the suburbs with a working father and a sometimes working but mostly stay-at-home mom um and his 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 introduction to christianity was going to church with like a friend when he was a kid and like that was it you know um and so mm-hmm. so it was it wasn't it wasn't rooted in the trauma that my grandma experienced got it so it wasn't like past it was 
introduced to him more through mm-hmm. a friend. Yeah, it was it was, so it was more it, of a he, choice. Yeah, his introduction was Sunday school. Mm. Which is so different than mm-hmm. colonization. Yeah. So yeah, so he had a significantly different experience. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just really thinking about I'm thinking about slavery now. I'm thinking about the ways that, like, Christianity was passed down through slaves. And I guess I'm just thinking about the different ways that Christianity has been passed through um, trauma and the ways Mm -hmm. that it has stayed within um, within our culture, within our lives. Yeah something I think is interesting in the timeline of Christianity because like my grandmother was brought into it and part of part of taking trigger warning for some unfortunate words that I'm going to say because they are words that are important to the situation to take the savage out of my grandmother was to like imbue her with Christianity like that was part of the process Um, and that was something to make her quote unquote civilized Mm. whereas I think the history of Christianity and slavery is complex in a totally different way. And I think about the stories of um, people who tried to keep, and I think that this is super messed up because if you're doing this, then you've got to realize you're doing something wrong. People who are actively keeping the Bible from... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having a lot of little miniature revelations. Um, People who were keeping the Bible from their own slaves because they were afraid that they would like learn holy truth from it. (laughs) And like, Mm -hmm. and and that if they had access to this, like Mm -hmm. to this knowledge in this book, that that would make them more quote unquote people to them. And Mm. like, there was so much, there was so much power in that. And I, I think about where I'm like, <laughs> we're both think- like covering our eyes. I don't know what that me- what that's about, but I don't know if we I don't know if we said this in a recording or not. But I have the worst headache already. <laughs> this is not helping. And so I think about like, I think about the difference between like this is a secret that we have to keep from you, or else you might realize that you're a person who's worth something in the eyes of God versus I'm going to force this book down your throat because I'm going to make you civilized that way. And like, (sighs) it's, and can we just acknowledge the fact that like you and I are sitting here as like biracial women in ministry Mm -hmm. and just, and, and the fact that you and I so deeply believe in like, and like a healing power of God and like how weird it is to sit here and fully accept that truth and yeah. also recognize how this story has so deeply harmed our ancestors. Yeah. yeah. And and not and not pretending that that didn't happen because you and I openly talk about the fact that that is the history that this has with yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, so many things are popping in my head right now. Like, one of them being these ways that the story of Jesus um, reveals humanness. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the ways that has been used, like you're talking about with slavery, the idea that people knew that sharing the true gospel mm-hmm. reveals humanness in people and they didn't want to do that yep. with slaves. But then the way that that was used as a, um, like flipped around and used as a weapon when we speak of like native trauma, like the weapon of this is going to make you more human in our eyes, Mm -hmm. but not, not at all recognizing um, what worthiness and humanity means in the eyes of God. It's nonsense. And it's so weird to me to think that like, the story of Jesus and the stories of the Bible were not made for people. Wait, maybe I'm saying this wrong. Were made, were written by and to people who are oppressed. And yet it came into the hands of power and now in so many ways is married to whiteness. And I'm just like so, I guess, dumbfounded by that right now. Mm -hmm. And I already know these things, but I guess just really thinking about it in these terms of like, even though slavery was like, push down the throats of slaves mm-hmm. wait sorry what did i say i said slavery mm. was pushed yeah, down the throats of slaves I that's what not mean. what i meant i meant to say christianity was yeah. pushed down the throat of slaves was, but then it also became this thing that gave them um gave them the faith and hope to move forward to another day and and to then became so much of a foundation Mm -hmm. for um blackness in america and black culture and so it's uh, it's just all kind of blowing my mind right now thinking about that and soon i'll have a headache I, I'm excited to move on to the second part of what we'd like to talk about today. Um, and I think a good transitional thought to get yes. us there um, is, and this is a big question, so I'm going to ask it and then I'm going to answer it first. Let's go. Um, is, is as, as a woman who does, I was going to say does things in ministry, you're a pastor, I'm not a pastor, but we both do ministry things. So that's why I was phrasing Correct. it that way. I just want to clarify. Because <laughs> um, I think sometimes I say when I'm talking about both of us, I don't affirm the fact that you are a pastor as much as I would like to. Because oh, you are. Thanks. What the <laughs> um, and I don't. I'm sorry. It's like when people do the like, she's a female pastor, and I'm trying not to do that sort of thing. And so I realize when I'm talking about yes. both of us, sometimes it sounds like I'm not acknowledging title of pastor for you. PSA for everyone else and myself. <laughs> I'm not obsessed with the title I, pastor. I know. So. I know that you're not. And. Yes. I want to clarify that that's the reason that I phrase things like that. I appreciate you. 
my question is with all of this, what keeps us here in this field doing what we do? Um, because um, I'm excited to talk about hope. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and I think I think the thing that keeps me here and doing this is I do I do believe in like absolutely radical and redemptive love. Um, and I think that we are all intentional creations with so much creative power. And I'm so passionate about what God is passionate about and God is passionate about people and God is passionate about the oppressed. And I am so, I try so hard <laughs> to be in love with the parts of humanity that God is in love with. Mm. Um, and I think that that is what currently is keeping me going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what about mm -hmm. you? I think yes to everything you said. <laughs> and also I think when this Jesus thing and when church is done well, there's just nothing else like it. There's <laughs> the belonging it can create, the the justice it can bring about, the the love it can, you know, also create. I'll just keep yeah. saying create. But I think is just so unique and powerful and beautiful and maybe i'm always kind of chasing that in a way but i know that it can exist and has exist and does exist and i've seen it and i do see it and so it excites me um this way of life and i think that um rob bell wrote in one of his books uh, i don't know which one but he wrote um about how the different things that he believes um are embedded in true christianity um and how he is convinced that this is a better way of life not just subscribing to being christian is a better way of life that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is is he was convinced that loving people is better than not loving people that um seeking goodness in others is a better way of life that um i forgot he has a whole list but the things that should make up christianity is what excites me mm -hmm. convinces me every day whether or not it is called that because that's a whole nother conversation whether right. we're supposed to be in these religious boxes whatever but i think that what is truly rooted in this ministry and this work that kaylee and i get so excited about convinces me every day to keep doing it even though it's difficult even though so much of the history is gross I, I think that there is there's something unique about the redemption and the love and the light and the beauty of following this Jesus dude. Well said. I well hope said. so. I don't know what I said. <laughs> and you know what? I I am I'm bringing it back around a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um when i watched the inauguration i think i saw a lot of things that reminded me 
of hope, mm-hmm. I guess. And it's not that it's not that I am in love with, say, Biden or something. He's way but, too old for you anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen, I don't need to explain all my politics, but he wasn't my first choice. But I think that the potential within this administration um, is moving us a little step towards some deep change um, and some deep reconciliation for people of color and people who have previously been oppressed or sorry I said that weird no people who have been oppressed in our country and are being oppressed in our country um that's my big hope and i think i saw glimpses of that in the inauguration it wasn't about biden being sworn in it was really about the uniqueness and diversity in our country like i feel like i barely saw him like we had so many other cool things happening that he kind of stepped aside he did his speech which was beautiful mm-hmm. but besides that it was really this time of uplifting our country yeah before we get deeper into this i'm gonna grab yes. another cup of coffee and some tylenol because goodness gracious i will be right Kaylee, back. i'm so sorry why <laughs> no, am i doing okay. this to you no you're good i'll be right back okay guys kaylee's gone now i'm gonna tell you all of her secrets just kidding. I don't I don't know. What secrets do I know, Kaylee? Hmm. Oh no, she's coming back. Shh, I didn't say anything. And we're back. <laughs> Nicole, what we are really here to talk about today. Yes. Are Bernie Sanders mittens. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Those Bernie Sanders memes are hilarious. I've seen them so much. Every like business I follow on Instagram is using his image to like advertise. I, yeah, I was watching Seth Meyers and he interviewed Bernie Sanders and he was like, have you seen these memes? And it was like him sitting with the like sex in the city girls. And it was just, it's hilarious. I've seen, I've seen it. I've seen it in so many theater contexts. Um, There's one of like, the beginning of like cell block tango <laughs> where they're all in their chairs. <laughs> I think it was, it was, it, they had like their little like short one word phrases. So it was like pop, sick, squish, healthcare. <laughs> so <it's real laughs> and he's just sitting okay. like a, like a little puppy in a way. It was so good. It's not across her arms like that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. But also all of the other things. I like the things that people people take and make into jokes. Like, it's just a picture of a guy sitting. But then you take it and move him around and it's just wonderful. It's it's high class comedy is what it is. Yes. And Seth Meyers was asking him, like, what was in that folder? Because he came like (laughs) rushing into the inauguration carrying paperwork. And he was like, "Eh, I wish I could tell you. (laughs) What an absolute national treasure. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But other things that um, that I guess are worth mentioning. I guess. 
can we talk for about six hours about yes. yeah <laughs> do you know where i'm going yes but also yes we could talk for six hours go on about amanda gorman amanda gorman. yes and just every like from the very beginning <laughs> first of all i believe she's 22 22 yeah <laughs> and so that's what am I doing with my life? Um, cause this podcast. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah. We uh, have like a platform. <laughs> oh, where we just play with zoom filters all day. That's, <laughs> oh yeah. We did that for like 30 minutes. No, that wasn't long. It was like 10 minutes, but it felt like a really long time. And if you don't have your zoom filters yet, download them now. Or don't anyway. No, it's a waste. <laughs> From the very beginning, before she even began her poem, and just the beginning of, like, the way she addressed, and I can't get over Mr. President, Dr. Biden, and yes. how cool that felt to, like, watch with, oh, mm, mm, mm. I'm just, I've got a lot of She's feelings. Dancing. I'm, I'm <laughs> dancing. I'm excited. Wow, Kaylee dances a lot in this podcast. I'm so sad you all won't see it. <laughs> it it was beautiful it really was um mm -hmm. and the the whole thing about hope that i was talking about and seeing yeah. watching the inauguration i saw it so much when she from the moment she walked up there that she was invited to speak and to be this um i guess like image of what um what am I trying to say? I feel like what she wrote and who she is is like a snapshot into this time. Does that make mm. sense? Like mm -hmm. that, her words and the fact that she wrote them, I feel like is going to be what we look back on as a description of like, what this time has meant and what the the feeling of hope has meant in this yeah. moment and um i just feel like it it was it was great i'm running I, out of words i'm not oh, the poet yeah. that she is obviously <laughs> i have always felt like in in much of american history the like blood that courses through the veins of the nation is black poetry and yes Ugh, oh man so good just so good right like <laughs> yes so i i didn't get to watch her poem live mm -hmm. because i fell asleep it's a horrible thing um i could have watched it live i was there at the tv i did not make it um but i did end up reading her poem um on a live prayer thing for my church and reading it um, was just so powerful. I felt it in such a different way than just hearing it. Like I felt it within my bones. Yeah. And I was gonna like, I feel like I wanna read like a sentence. There's so many sentences I wanna read. Mm-hmm. Okay, also so just, oh. Yeah. Nope. Nothing. I was going to go a totally different route. Do it. I something cuz um I rewatched it today um with Taylor who hadn't seen it and something he called out was just the the 
beautiful shade of bright yellow that she's wearing when they pan out over everyone else it's like the sea of like dark and muted like quote-unquote professional colors and she's just this like light in the middle of it all and i was yes (laughs) okay i'm gonna read this part okay and i've picked it out random but i think it's perfect to everything we're talking about (laughs) and i i again i am not the poet that she is slash (laughs) the um the speakers but I'll do my best. We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be. A country that is bruised, but whole, benevolent, but bold, fierce and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens. But one thing is certain, if we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. Yes. Good. So, so good. And also just, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just pointing for some reason. Uh, Listen, I'm dancing. You're pointing. We're doing all sorts of (laughs) things. today i'm here for it let's imagine us at the club nicole and i've danced one time yeah it was the best and it was it was the best but also we we are not at the club and so no but we will be when corona's gone no anyway (laughs) we'll talk (laughs) and i also like i love when artists lean on the work of other artists and she has not Mm -hmm. one but two hamilton references in there and i love you know what the what the hamilton references are i'm not i do um so she references um and i am recalling from my memory so pardon me if i'm misquoting a little bit but while our eyes are on the future history has its eyes on us and Uh, history history has its eyes on you is a big hamilton reference the other one is also a scriptural reference the everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree but was she did say that she did intentionally uh reference that via hamilton Mm -hmm. and so oh man and the fact that lin-manuel miranda like replied to that and was like saw that and like so good <laughs> and like it was uh i just i am excited i'm excited i'm excited yeah and like it's been a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> and i am so encouraged mm-hmm. by that by her entire message and i uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel so much hope there. <laughs> yeah. And as, as artist, to mm-hmm. consider us both artist, artists. Yes. I think that it's so beautiful to see, oops, I'm hitting my computer, to see this art form like held up in the highest regard, like to see a poet standing in front of, the world basically and sharing this art and that being like the highlight also just such a young woman of color also like that's what like because i 
this is not this is not the first time that there has been like a presidential acknowledgement of the arts although in a year where the arts have suffered greatly i am happy to see it yes. but like just like her as a person i was just blown away by and like so totally yeah. have you heard her do interviews yes she did one with cooper anderson cooper i i was really impressed by her interview with anderson cooper and i was like she corrected him multiple times and she was just really like confident and like fierce and i was like yay and i i hope that through the years and even after biden leaves office and all that jazz that this is remembered as um an important moment in in our history and mm -hmm. yeah I, I think that um, there is hope and there is great potential moving forward for our country and what we do. And I really hope we don't waste it. <laughs> and um, I'm, yep. I really think we have to hold our leadership accountable and also just lead ourselves. Absolutely. Like, if Absolutely. there's anything the Trump administration taught me, it's that we got to just do it ourselves here and now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I I am hopeful. I, I don't think that this is the, like, I don't think everything's fixed. I don't think everything's, no. yeah. I mean, obviously, I know that everything is not fixed. No. I don't think everything is perfect. I don't think that this is, like, the work doesn't get easier from here, necessarily. Nope. Um, I am just more help, more helpful. I am not more helpful. I'm more hopeful. Yes, you are helpful, even more so. <laughs> I am more hopeful towards the future that lies before us. And yeah. So, yeah. Any other thoughts, Nicole? Kaylee. Yeah. You're cool, even if you're not holding a skateboard. <sighs> That's what I needed today. <laughs> <laughs> That's my final thought goodness well then on that note <laughs> friends thank you so much for spending your time with us and for walking through our frustrations and our fears and our hopes um we're so thankful that you that you spend any part of your day <laughs> with us <laughs> um if you would like to find mm -hmm, uh-huh yep. if you'd like to find us on the social medias we are on twitter we're on facebook we're on instagram uh, at NTL she podcasted. If you want to learn more about us, you can check out our website at www.neverthelessshepodcasted.com. If you'd like to help us continue to create good content or to help me pay for this Tylenol that's getting me through the day, <laughs> check us out on Patreon. Uh, next week, we talk a little bit more about our Patreon, and we would love for you to be a part of that community as well. As always, Thanks again, friends. Stay safe out there. Stay hydrated. Take a good nap if you've got the time. Do it! And goodbye. <laughs> good night and goodbye. Unless it's morning, then which have a good day. Happy day!